on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Oh yeah, great to be back. G'day everyone and welcome to the clubhouse for 2017. It is brilliant to be back on the air talking all things golf right around the country. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here. Hey Marco. G'day Jules. Good to be back. Look at you. Oh, bright and just a short, brightly. Just a short six week break over summer for Good me. for you mate. No, you deserve the break. You do. It's not just the golf show you do. You do lots of shows. Yes. And uh, well done mate. Nice to see you back. I'm glad you had a good break. Disappointed the handicap's still at six. I thought you might have snuck down the five, (laughs) but you're playing well, and that's great. Yeah, so good for you. It's good to be back, mate, and thanks to all the boys for filling in over summer. They did a great uh, job. They did, and uh, well played to you, mate. Hope you have a good summer break, Uh, Christmas, New Year period. Yeah, I've got – so I'm back doing the golf shows, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think I go back on air – at uh, in Melbourne um, on eleven sixteen SCN on uh, the sixteenth. So looking forward to it. Playing a lot Can't of wait. golf. I'm playing a lot of golf. I've just look the Victorian Open. So Golf Victoria, they put their hand out about a month ago and said, oh, "Listen, mm-hmm. we've got a spot for you in the Victorian Open if you want it." Yeah. And I said, "Well, let me, let me just see what's going on." So <laughs> I love playing in that tournament. It's a great event. You know, it's five hundred thousand dollars off for of grabs. So I started uh, putting the nose down a little bit. Started getting. The game in order. Yep. So I think I'm, I think I'm in order from tee to green. Mm-hmm. But I'm just uh, need to just steady up uh, the putting. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not shooting low scores. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm either, like in the comp, right? So yeah. just in the Monday, yeah. in the Wednesday comps and Saturday comps. I'm shooting even par. Yeah. But that's 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 crap. Yeah. You know, you got to be. <laughs> if you want to be good, if you want to be, yeah, you know, if you want to be, you want to be able to shooting. You want to shoot sixty six. You yep. want to shoot sixty five every once in a while. I'm mm-hmm. just not doing it. So um, I'm fighting myself over these putts. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just, there's no like, confidence, no. there's no, there's no, there's no swagger in yeah, my right. putting ability at all. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, don't miss. Yeah. You know, that's... Got the yips, mate. No, not quite the <laughs> yips, Jules, don't say that. But, um, you know, I reckon we all, I reckon all all golfers get, get there, mm. whether it's in their hitting, it's like, oh, don't make a mistake. Yeah. And that don't make a mistake, I don't know, way of thinking. Yeah. Kids don't think that way. You know, we always look at kids and they're fearless. They seem fearless. Well, they're not, but they just don't really care about yeah. just step missing up the putt. This, this one's <laughs> the only one that counts, and I want it to go in. Yeah. Oh, bad luck. All right. Now, this one's the only one that counts. I want it to go in. Mm. Oh, all right. That one's in. Yeah. So, the, the, they just, there's no there's no consequence yep. for the kids. They love they're it. They're so new to the game. It they doesn't matter. It. And I think I've somehow got to start thinking like a kid. Yep. Just walk up and hit. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had this chat. Maybe, you, you could maybe be, that's it. You could it's be funny. my life coach I played, from a, there on. played a fair bit over the break. Yeah. And played a lot by myself as well. Just walked around with a couple of balls oh, in the How pocket. good is that? It's a it's nice, a, day. It's it's a nice way to play. It's amazing on the greens when you there's no pressure. And no. you just step you, you don't even really line up. You sort of just have a look from behind the ball. You don't yep. line up the marker on the ball that's or anything. It. And you step up and hit. The amount of putts that you make yep. when you just feel it step up and hit. There's a lot to be said for just walking up on oh, the green yeah. and having a look and just hitting. How, it's a really interesting topic that you've brought up. How often are you playing with somebody and you're staying, you're watching this ball roll towards the hole from the wrong angle? You know, yep. you're not directly in front of it, but you know it's in. Yeah. So your brain actually knows quite a bit. Yeah. You don't have to line up from every single angle. All it really does is it settles you down a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you might see something, but in actual fact. It's just calm, like the pros. It's just calming them, 
you're just calming down. You're trying to slow your heart rate down. Because I know myself, I'm playing with, you know, people who shoot 80s and 90s yeah. uh, most Wednesdays. And I'm, 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 every once in a while they'll hit a putt and I go, that's in. Yeah. And you can see, you, you just, just know. You just know. Mm. You just know it's in. So your mind actually, your mind when it's not under pressure or when it's not life and death it seems, it's only a comp, you, you, you can actually see stuff pretty quickly. Mm. But I, I imagine it's maybe we've got to start calming ourselves down before you actually get to the ball. Maybe you've got to calm yourself down a little bit before you get to the green. Maybe that's probably the next step and yep. advancement in professional golf is not, all right, I've hit this seven under six foot and I've got this six footer now to go seven under for the day. <laughs> and if I go seven under for the day, then I'm leading this tournament. Well, let, let's calm myself down now. Maybe once you've hit that seven iron to six foot and you've done a fist pump or whatever in professional golf or even even club golf, maybe when you're walking, to the t- walking up, maybe that's the time to start, okay, just let's just calm bit. down, yeah. chill out, relax. Mm. And then, you know, put yourself in the first and away you go. Yep. And hopefully you don't, you know, you're not, you're not putting in fifth, <laughs> flat out, <laughs> pedaling 100 miles now. It's, it. inter- it's interesting you say it because mm. I agree, you know, the putting green uh, before round, I can't miss. Yeah. Because you just you drop step, a couple of balls down, you, you can't at, miss on the yeah. same as you. Hey, there's a lot to be said for it. A lot to yeah. be said for it. How good, though, you said it, how good is just walking around a golf course by yourself? In the shadows. Just two or three balls in your pocket. A yep. couple off the tee, yep. walk up to the first, second wall you hit, a yep. couple more there. Yep. Oh, it's just, it's, it's a lot brilliant. to be said for it. it, it it's absolutely brilliant. My, uh, I, I, my my golf coach here at Texas Tech, I was having a tough time. You know, there's some of these things you can do when you're playing by yourself. Yep. I was having a really tough time with the way I was scoring. I was shooting 73, 74, and in college golf, 73, 74 is uncompetitive. Mm. So... I went to him and, I, and he's going, what's, you know, what's the story? You know, we didn't get you from Australia to shoot 73s mm. and 74. And I go, well, I don't know, I'm just not hitting the ball very well. And he looked at me and he said, that's not right. You hit the ball really well. He said, yes, not scoring. So he got me out one night after, after practice to play nine holes. He said, we're going to play uh, a scramble, they call it, but we call it an Ambrose. We're going to play an Ambrose with your short game. So any time you get from 110 yards, so 100 metres, which made it easy, 110 yards in, you can hit two shots. Mm-hmm. So we went out and played uh, just nine holes, and I shot seven under par. Mm. So I wasn't hitting a second ball off the tee. I wasn't hitting a second ball to the greens. But my short game, one, you become a better green reader Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that first ball kind of goes as your – this is my sight ball. But two, because you've got a sight ball, the first one doesn't count as much. You always think, oh, it doesn't matter if I miss this one because I've got the second one coming. And it's amazing how often the first one goes in. That's right. So the lesson he the lesson he taught me is you don't have to hit the ball like a like a dream. You don't have to hit the ball like Ben Hogan to score like Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. You can actually hit the ball reasonably well, but it's all about that short game and the thing that you touched on a little while ago, getting into that golf zone. Mm. You know, we always talk about the sports zone. You know, you see players, you see CG43 for Melbourne United. <laughs> Every once in a while he's in the zone, yep. he goes ballistic. Doesn't Who's he? the Houston player we saw the other week with the beard? Oh, the t- oh mate, he had, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, he, had, yeah. he had 53 points, 15 yeah. assists, and 15... Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, the beard. Well, Harden, Harden, Harden. James yes, Harden. James Harden. There we go. Just in the zone. Yep. In the zone. Well, in golf, the zone in golf is very different. It's almost like you don't care. Yep. You're trying, but you don't care. It's a weird zone. Um, and that you can achieve that and feel it when you do that 
drill where you have the Ambrose, and let's say you know, 110 is probably a long way for uh, your, your average golfer. So let's play, why don't we start playing an Ambrose with an average player from about 120 metres? So once you get inside that zone, be strict. You know, if you're 125, don't play two, mm-hmm. just play one. If you start getting within 120 metres as an amateur, play a little Ambrose late at night and just see your potential and unlock the zone. That's it. Because that first ball, Ooh. that first ball where the secret it's, to success, it's just the sighting. It's just the sighting ball yeah. and you know you've got the other one in reserve and you think that's the serious one. <laughs> I'll just see the line here and the serious one. You, you'll you'll unlock what it feels like to be in the golf zone. Yeah, um, he, he certainly showed me, and then all of a sudden my focus changed very much. From I didn't want to hit like Ben Hogan anymore. I wanted to be Seve Ballesteros. Mm-hmm. I wanted to chip him close, and my wedges stiff, and you know putt with without a care. It seemed you know Seve had just had that knack of putting. It looked like without a care. Yeah, and he would he 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 didn't line up putts. He kind of. Danced around yeah. putts, you know. He was almost, it was almost like he was in some kind of musical. The way that he lined up a putt, he didn't well, care think, as much. I don't think we underestimate our mind's ability to oh. be able to read a golf green oh. just by looking at it without actually getting down on one knee and yes. taking a close look. You just walk up, you can feel it. You, you, yep. Your feet are on there. You can feel the angle. You can see yep. it. I think we underestimate yep. the ability to. Oh, I agree. That. I agree. And yeah, the one Arnold Palmer passed last year. Um, and one of, the, one of the quotes that he used a lot that always stuck in my mind was he was, he was always known as a brilliant driver of the ball. He's probably the best driver of the ball of his time. Um, and the best putter. Beautiful combination if you want to win lots of tournaments. Mm. Hit the ball that long helped. and straight and hold lots of putts. Yes. He always said that he wasn't the best putter, but he was the best green reader. Yep. And I reckon that's yeah. a nice way. I mean, I, it, it's true. I mean, if, you, if, if you're a bad if you, if you can't read greens, well, it doesn't matter if you're hitting no. good parts. doesn't matter. But if you're hitting, if you're a good green reader, then you actually get a little room for error. Yep. You, you know? Do. You yep. do. Do you um, get away over the summer period, play any different courses, Marco? Uh, no, not really. Not really. I mean, I, was, I love Melbourne this time of year. Yeah. I can't believe people are getting out of Melbourne well, this time of year. It's so pretty, nice pretty, down here. Pretty lousy for some of it. Yeah, for some of it. But yeah. I, you know, I understand people getting away... Uh, in October or yep. June, because mm. you know it gets pretty cold down here, but not this time of year. I was down it's the peninsula a little bit. Where'd you go? Played the National, which was Ooh. nice. Which course? I uh, Nash- played Ocean course. Yeah, I played. Down like, there. I played the Ocean as well. Yes, at one stage, which was nice. Yes. Um, didn't play overly well at the start, but came yeah. home pretty well once right. I figured out the greens. <laughs> yeah. So my uncle's a member down there, and we um. Okay. Probably at about the sixth hole, he said, oh, I can see you're struggling a bit on the green, the pace. I couldn't couldn't pick the pace up. Right. And he said, have a look at where the sun sets. Yeah. Right. He said, the grass grows towards the west where yeah. the sun sets. So that's where it, the grain goes, yeah. Right. He said, so if you're hitting down towards the west, he said, your putt will be much quicker. That's true. And if you're hitting back up towards the east, that it'll is be true. much slower. I reckon it was, <laughs> it's just transformed me on the greens yeah. after that. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, look, and you you talk about reading greens and knowledge and whatnot, but I get more surprises yeah. at uh, the national than any other golf course I've ever played. Yeah, all of them, whether it's the ocean, the Moona, or the old. Mm. So I hit putts there, and I think, what the hell happened? But yeah. I've never, no, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, because down here in uh, in Melbourne and Sydney in Tasmania, there's not a lot of grain. 
but there might be. Maybe there is more grain at the national that we know of because what you're saying is exactly right. You put down grain there much faster. But in, people in Queensland, yeah. on the, you know, they they live about. I mean, this is all yeah. they know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can have a, you can have a, a flat surface and the grain going one way, and the green will run at twelve down grain, and you do the put the stip meter the other way against the grain, and it'll yeah. run at nine. Yeah, I mean, totally different speeds. But the Queenslanders, they don't even look at the grain. They look mm. at the colour of the grass and they just know. It's incredible. Fascinating course design down there too, the setup yes. of the ocean. I know it's not overly popular. No, it's not the most uh, popular. There's a bit of talk that Tom Doak was going to yes. have another crack at the greens. Yeah. Because, a lot you of know, two-tiered greens. Yeah, the old, the, old is, you know, the old could have been the greatest golf course in the world. Maybe just went a little bit too far on those greens. Uh, Trent Jones Jr. Bad luck about that one. But, <laughs> but, but you know, it's one of the most. It's one of the most. I mean, everyone loves the old. Yeah. Everyone. That's just the way I see it anyway. And um, the Mooner down there is a masterpiece. Greg yep. Norman, just absolutely mm. sensational. Uh, but I'm with you. You know, you get down there and you get down there uh, during summer, uh, and and you play the old, and you know. Oh well, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's still good. It's just yeah. great. Still some beautiful holes out there. Very much enjoyed it, Mark. Um, I hope. Very much I'd it. love to see Tom Doak work with that land. Yeah. I'd love to see the result. Would be good. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Would we could play the dunes as well down there. Oh well, so I love the dunes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lover of sure the dunes. I still haven't been down the King Island. No. Right. I'm going to put a trip together. Okay. For the boys, you're coming down. Okay. So what we might do, we might leave on a Thursday night. Yep. We might leave on a Thursday night or a Friday night. Yeah, we'll leave on a Thursday night. No, we'll have to leave on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave on a Friday night. You can fly down from Essendon. You can also get stuff from Moravin, but you can fly down on a plane that's significant uh, in Essendon, <laughs> a 20-seater. Uh, you can whiz down there and whiz back, and we can play the next, you know, you can play one course. I think Dr. Turf did that over the Christmas New did Year he? period. He played down there. Yeah, I heard him on radio on last weekend. What did he say? He said it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Everyone I know yep. who's been down there automatically mm. says top 10 golf course in the world, Cape yep. Wickham. Now, Ocean Dunes. They, well, it was already, what, what did it come in at debut? 20 24 something? or something. Yeah. 24. Ocean Dunes. It's a little bit tighter, Ocean Dunes, but there's a big wraps on Ocean Dunes as mm. well. I don't, the, now, do we, go, we go down to Tassie, don't we? Yeah. If anyone is listening from the government in Tasmania, <laughs> fair income, what are, what are you guys doing? It should be that there should be accommodation built immediately yep. by the government somewhere in between these two golf courses. Uh, there should be um, there's another golf course that Jeff Ogilvie and Mike Clayton are working on with Matty Goggin. Mm. There's a little atoll of land right next to Hobart Airport. Right now, if Fairdinkham, if Rest Point Casino, if there's someone <laughs> down there listening from if. If rest point. I mean, have a look what's have a look what happened at Barnburgle. Have a look what's happening at King Island. If Clates and Ogilvy and Matty Goggin build this golf course in this atoll, they reckon it's going to be like Pine Valley. Pine Valley's normally number one or two in the world. Yeah. There's a 36 hole. I mean, if the Tassie government and Rest Point get behind these golf complexes, think of the trip. <sighs> you go from Melbourne to King Island, from King Island to Barnburgle, from Barnburgle. You go to Rest Point Casino and finish up your boys' trip at Rest Point Casino. Stop it. If the Tasmanian government aren't getting behind this sort of stuff, then what come are you doing? What, what, what in fact are you doing? Yep. You're creating jobs. People will come down to Tassie and see what you've got to offer. Yeah. Nice. Madness. Nice. Get involved, Tassie. Love it. Tourism. Tourism Tasmania. <laughs> Can we get them on? We might have to. Can we get them on next week? Let's get them on Let's next week. Let's organise this trip. No, nah, stuff the trip. <laughs>
let's organise rest point. Let, let's organise some accommodation on King Island. Yeah, made to be sensational. Sensational. Hey, we've got to get to a break. I want to talk about some equipment changes from the pros. Ooh, fair bit of news kicking around. Yeah, you've seen this. I haven't, so I'm keen to see uh, a little bit of change. All right, we'll take a break. This is the clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well. We'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Yeah, you certainly are. This is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well as we talk all things golf right around the country. Now, Marco, uh, there's been a few changes in the off-season. Uh, there always is this time of year, yes, but I'm not across them all. Yes. Now, you are. Now, we're going to inform, because people love it. I, I think people, oh, yeah, are, I, I golfing it. fans are fascinated by the equipment and the apparel and balls and everything mm. that the pros use because... It's so accessible for the, the local yeah. golfer because they can go out and they can use the same stuff. Yeah, it's and funny. it's not overly overly priced. It's funny you mention this. Year. Once upon a time, when I was playing uh, the Web.com Tour, which is, used to be the Hogan Tour when I was mm. playing it, 94 or whatever it was, uh, they used to have this thing called the... Um, uh, the it, it was the club count for players who, weren't, who didn't have contracts, which was interesting because yeah. they could pretty much take whatever they wanted to. But... These days, it seems everyone's on a contract. Yes. But they can. There's always room to move. So, for instance, ping. Uh, I always remember when I used to play ping clubs many moons ago. Every Everyone's contract, you had to use just 11 ping clubs. Mm-hmm. Then you had a little bit of room to move. And I think it's pretty much the same. You've got a little bit of room to move. So, you see Dustin Johnson using a Scotty... Uh, Cameron, Cameron Putter. Putter. Yep. Well, he was for a while. Now he's using the Jason Day, mm. one that everybody's using oh, from TaylorMade. Yep. So there's always a little bit of room to move. So that what's in the bags, I always just have a look because you get you get a real feel. If someone moves outside the boundaries of who they're sponsored by, yes. ooh, there's a pretty good reason mm, for that. It. There's well, a really good reason for it. The, the fascinating one for me, and he's going to be our Honda Power Player of the Week, Marco, is mm. Rory McIlroy. Oh, let's go. Because um, he was the man, of course, who moved to Nike. Yep. And then had all the troubles at the start trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. And now, of course, Nike has stopped making golf yep. equipment. They're, They're sta- sticking with golf apparel, but the equipment's gone. Mm. So Rory McIlroy had a free reign, effectively, yeah. to go out, yeah. try anything he wanted, yes. and pick the best stuff. That's exactly him. right. And he hasn't signed with anyone. Has not si- And has said he's not signing with anyone this year. Just going to use the best gear. Just going to use the best gear. This will be interesting. That he wanted. So... What driver is he using? He's using a Callaway Epic Sub Zero driver. Callaway Epic Sub Zero driver. It's funny you say that. And custom Apex MB irons. The custom Apex. You're right. Okay. Yep. So he's Callaway with the irons and the driver. It's funny you say it because he was using a tailor made M2. Yes. Uh, at the, the, at uh, the end of last year. Yes, he was. At the end of last year. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a word with Adam Scott. And I said, What's the story with McElroy? You keeping up with McElroy? And he goes, Mate, when he was using the Nike stuff, we were heading neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as he went to the M2, he was got maybe by 20 yards. Yeah. So the Callaway thing, he must be wrapped with. Must be wrapped with. Yeah, now, right. uh, Titleist Vokey Wedges. Ooh. Which is interesting. That's interesting. He's going to use the Titleist Pro V1X yeah. balls. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the pretty much yep. that's what you fall back on. Yep. And a prototype Odyssey putter. An Odyssey putter. Mm. Righto. So, See, oh, it's funny because... A free reign for everything, and he's mixed it up. He's mixed it right up. The what, does it say what the fairway woods are? Uh, I'll come back to you. Right, eh? yeah, come <laughs> back to me at the fairway woods. Because he's he's a five-wood man. Now, it's incredible, you know. He's got more club head speed, and, and he hits it past Adam Scott, folks. So you can imagine how far this little guy hits the golf ball. Um, he still has a five-wood in his bag on most weeks in America. Now, there are people getting around... 
you know, they don't fully understand the golf ball and the way it's designed to work. There are still people getting around with one and two irons in their bag. Yep. And hello, Alex, I'm playing with you this morning at Kingston Heath, and you've got a one and a two iron in the bag. So, you know, this new ball, it's just, it doesn't work. It does not work if you want the ball to have any kind of stopping power with the long with the longer shots. If you're using two irons and, and one irons and two irons, particularly if, you, if the club head speed is falling back. So yep. unless you want the ball to run onto the greens, which I imagine some people do, mm. um, the, the, these clubs just you know they, they, they don't function like yep. like we all want them to do. He's, he's I think he's five wood by memory. He's got eighteen or nineteen degrees, so you know it's pretty much the same as as what an old forward used to be. Um, uh, Tiger Woods does the same thing. He's got the M one five wood. I saw one of the what's in the bags yep. recently, and um, he's got and he's got a fifteen degree and a nineteen degree. Um, and about a nine and a half. He's going back to his old Scotty Cameron. He's going back to the Scotty Cameron. Yeah, with it's a really low profile face. And McElroy, remember McElroy? He actually got no, was it McElroy? No, it was uh, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler got the keys to Mister to Scotty Cameron's war chest. Yes, and went in there and found an old Tiger Woods putter (laughs) with a really low profile face. And uh, in the end, Scotty Cameron said, "Yeah, we'll stuff it." You know, he's not with us anymore. You can have the keys. So Ricky Fowler was the first person out there with with the old um, Tiger Woods grind yep. for, for the way he had his putter set up. Now, the other interesting one, Marco, yeah. Tiger Woods, the Bridgestone ball, which of Bridgestone course he ball. used back in the uh, Caribbean. Yeah, I think, that's right. In the, the, final the Bahamas. Yep. That's right. Well, I think when Nike first started making golf balls, Bridgestone made them for Nike. Yep. And then they progressed, and you know things that you know kicked on for Nike, and they had their own golf ball division. So mm-hmm. um, it, that's interesting. So a lot of the technology, you know, it's it's a bit like um, NRL and and AFL clubs, where you know assistant coaches go from <laughs> one club to the next, and you know all the information is pretty much spread yep. uh, via that. It's the same in the golf uh, club building and golf ball world, where you know People someone move around. Yeah, there's there's a guy at Titleist. Who's been making the Pro V1X on the Pro V1 for the last ten years? And let's say he's on three hundred thousand, but they've got you know Nike can see that Titleist have a ninety percent share of yeah. of all golf ball sales. They go, well, he's on three hundred thousand. What would he say if we put five hundred thousand a year in front of him? Mm. He'd probably pop over. Probably and, come and, yeah, across. The info, so the info, <laughs> all every bit of information, all the aerodynamic information and sweet spot information and club head design information. Pretty much everyone's across it these yep. days. Yeah, pretty much everyone's across it. But there must be certain things because you know, everyone. I mean, you know, even though there are some great balls, the tailor-made ball is great. The Callaway ball is fantastic. Bridgestone clearly sensational golf ball. But most amateurs, just Titleist is the biggest name in golf, and yep. they keep on going. Well, to it. you I should ask, try the tailor-made. Though. I'm a tailor-made. I want to ask you a question about the Titleist Pro V1 v Pro V1 X. Yeah, let's do it. Roy- so what are you- so in the, on the shelf, they're yep. both there. They got yep. one's got an X next to it, one doesn't. Yeah. What's the? What are we looking at? Well, what, what, the one with the X doesn't spin as much mm. as the one without the X. So the pros, they don't want the ball to spin one bit with the driver because you know they they have enough club head speed to get this thing to launch mm-hmm. and really go. The other advantage that the pros have, because when it, it doesn't spin as much with the driver, it also doesn't spin as much with the wedges. But the one great advantage that professional golfers have is that they can just change their wedges every two or three weeks <laughs> and they can really take advantage of these beautiful, sharp grooves. So 
quite often, you know, for instance, if we're playing a US Open and the Greens are going to be rock hard and the boys have had a look at the forecast and they're going to be rock hard, then they get identical sandwiches made with the sharpest possible groups. Yep. And even though they're using the X ball that doesn't spin as much because they've got these new sharp grooves, they can just rip it wherever they want to go. Yeah. So there's no worries at all. So I always, you know, for most amateur players, the X is the wrong ball. One, because you don't have enough clubhead speed to keep the thing in the air unless you're using a 12-degree driver, which isn't a bad option mm -hmm. for some people. Or even a 14-degree driver, they should be. They should make 14-degree drivers for, you know, some seniors. I'll, I'll be using a... I'll be I'll be going to a twelve degree driver pretty soon. Yeah. Once my I mean I'm, my yeah, club head my club head speed is at about one hundred and five miles an hour. Mm -hmm. When I was playing a lot of golf when I was young, I was up around one hundred eighteen. Now it's one hundred and five. Once that drops under one hundred miles per hour, hopefully I've got another ten <laughs> years at least. <laughs> Once it drops under one hundred one hundred miles per hour, I'm going. I'll be using yeah. a twelve degree driver. Yep. Really simple. And then once it gets down to ninety. I'll be looking for a fourteen degree driver. <laughs> so you know, you know, with the new ball, um, I, I, and if you don't have the luxury of getting new wedges all the time, then I think the X is out of range for pretty yeah. much every single amateur golfer. There yep. might be a handful who mm -hmm. you know can still get one hundred and ten miles an hour clubhead speed. But even those guys, even those guys, they don't have the luxury of getting sharp grooves when no. they want them. <laughs> so you know, I, I reckon most players should be using a ball without the X. Mm -hmm. Applied to it. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, the big one, the big one we've saved till last is mm. the world number one. Jason Day. Jason Day. No longer wearing the Adidas gear. No, he's got the swoosh. He's gone mm. the swoosh. Now, of course, we've talked on this show a number of times about mm. his love for Tiger Woods. Yes. And how he just pretty much wants to be Tiger Woods, yes. which is fair enough. Yeah, it's all right. Not, not a bad no person to aspire to be like. Um, on the course, at least. Um, now, <laughs> maybe off, depending on <laughs> depending on who you are, depending on your situation. That's right. Now, um, <laughs> he has changed to the swoosh. Now, interestingly, the most interesting thing about this, I reckon, is mm. that normally the Nike apparel, they don't allow anything else yeah, that's on right. the polo. That's Nothing right. Nothing else. Clean slate. Just the swoosh. Head to toe. The, on the left pocket or yep. the right, wherever it might yeah, be. Yeah, it looks awesome, by the way. That's why Tiger Woods looks so good for yeah. so long. Not for Jason Day, though. What's he got? He gets the Lexus. On the sleeve, they've is allowed right? him to have the Lexus. Right, eh? so, so well, if you're number one in the world, I guess you, you get a little. You, want. you get a little bit of. You get a little bit of something. Yep. Because you, you, know, you see, you know, when I watch the tennis, and you know, the, all the tennis guys are in town at the moment. Yeah. Uh, then you know, someone like um, someone like Djokovic, he's going to have the Uniqlo. He's also got Mercedes Benz, and yep. you see, um, Roger, Roger, just with the tick, just the tick, looks good, doesn't That's it? That's right. So yep. even Roger can't get anything else. I mean, you'd reckon Mercedes Benz or somebody'd be looking after Rog, mm. I would have thought. Yep. But you know, Adam Scott, he's uh, Uniqlo. He's got the Mercedes Benz yep. uh, logo there as well. So there you go. Hey, I'm um, Jason. Oh, Day he's got a bit of power spoke, then, Jason. Jason Day spoke this week ahead of the current tournament oh, yeah, that's going yeah, on over yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. The tournament champions. The SBS. Yes, they branched. They branched out. Haven't they? SBS. <laughs> didn't going well. I didn't know that. That's in <laughs> a budget. <laughs> <laughs> going real well. Uh, so Jason Day spoke about uh, changing apparel over to Nike. Let's have a listen. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's probably a bit of a different uh, look. Uh, I mean, it's a big look. Big different. You know, it's a, a massive difference. Um, you know, and a lot of people probably haven't got used to the sight of me actually wearing the swoosh and being able to wear Nike stuff. And, um, you know, once again, you know, 16, 17, I was wearing the stuff and I was, you know, so happy because that's what, you know, Tiger's wearing. Um, but to, to, to be able to, you know, 
know, when I first started my career, I went and saw TaylorMade Adidas, went and saw Nike as well, and ended up going up with go, playing TaylorMade. So I'm I'm very thankful for the last you know 10, 11 years with uh, you know what Adidas has given me. But you know, for this chapter um, of my life, this is an exciting time because I'm able to. Um, I feel like I'm coming into my peak of my career and able to play some of the best golf, but also wear the best brand in the golf, um, you know, sporting uh, power-wise. And uh, I'm looking forward to to the future of that. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. There he is, Jason Day, having a discussion mm. about his new Nike gear. There you go. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be well, a big year. It's a clean look, and yep. yeah, Jason, he's a good-looking rooster. Um, and with the number one world ranking next to his name, and hopefully a couple of more majors in yeah, 2017, please. how good would that be? He's still going to have the tailor-made uh, clubs and ball as well. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. for people wondering, because you know there was T Mag, so it was Team Adidas and Tailor-made Golf, yes, or something like T Mag. Yep, Tailor-made Adidas Golf is is what it was. Uh, Adidas sold Tailor-made. Yep, so that's why he's able to do that. Uh, it's interesting. Dustin Johnson stuck with Adidas and a few others, but uh, yeah, I think. You probably hit the nail on the head. That uh, he's wanted to be Tiger for a long time. <laughs> now he can be. And uh, <laughs> you know the shush is a very much. It's it's right there with Tiger. Always has been. That's our Honda always Power Player of the Week for Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from three hundred and twenty-nine dollars only at your specialist Honda dealer. Honda's mm. four-stroke lawn and garden range from three hundred and twenty-nine dollars, perfect for summer. This hey, just on Jason. He's yeah. t- there's a bit of word talk about. Him shortening his swing. You want to talk about that at some stage? Yeah, as well, let's take a break. We've got some audio of Jason Day talking about his swing to help his yeah. back. Let's uh, take a break. We'll talk about that next. This is the Clubhouse right around Australia. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. Marco, time to go inside the Clubhouse. We do it every week, all for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Mm. If you are playing golf in Melbourne. Visit Club Mandalay, uh, clubmandalay.com.au, and if you use the code CMGOLF, you can save 10% when you book online, clubmandalay.com.au. Now, talked about Jason Day uh, changing his swing a fraction. Yeah. Said he picked up a club twice during his three-month layoff. Hopefully, hopefully, that's a, hopefully that's a throwaway line. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's a throwaway line. Um, if he's talking about shortening his swing, are we going to hear yeah. from him? Yeah, let's hear, if, let's have, hear him say a few words first. Over the last week, a um, uh, week and a half to you know two weeks, I've been trying to really shorten it out, um, and it's more so just trying to. I'd like to really tighten my core because, you know, I think a lot of amateurs struggle to get turned. Um, we've as golfers, you, it's very rarely that you see guys struggle to get turned. Um, so if I don't turn as much, there may be. Now, it, granted, there's some good parts to it and some bad parts to it. If you don't turn as much you'll hit the wall and you'll stop and it'll be a shorter swing. It'll be more compact. It'll be a lot tighter and that that's hopefully will take a lot more pressure off my back. Um, but with that said, there may be an, it may be a chance that you might hit it shorter. Um, I think I've got enough distance right now to be able to get away with it. But, um, you know, I just got to keep staying on top of it. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult for me to shorten it because it, right now, because it just every time I turn, it just the hands keep wanting they want to keep it going and going and going. I guarantee if you put my swing up last year to two or three years ago, it's there's a significant difference in driver length. So um, I think that's also what caused my thumb injury as well because of that last little bit of transition speed through the top 
and that's what caused that as well. So it's a snowball effect really sometimes and um, yeah, just trying to work on it just technically on the range, just trying to shorten it. How's it going to go, Marco, shortening his swing? Well, I like it. Uh, you know, any time you do that, you're going to hit the ball straighter. Yeah. Um, look, as kids, um, everyone's very flexible when they pick up a golf club and they start hitting balls mm-hmm. one after another. I mean, all young players, you know, they're almost, you know, things they do things to actually stop their shoulder turn. So Tiger Woods used to pigeon toe his right foot to try and stop his shoulders from turning so much. Um, Jason's just going to try and shorten it up a little bit, which which makes sense to me. Um, but I always I just go back to this trying to hit the ball so hard with the driver. I mean, I think we spoke about this last year. You know, yeah. if you're the cricket's on at the moment, um, and we're always wondering about when the next bowl is going to break down. Well, if yeah. if a fast bowler is trying to bowl at 160 clicks yep. every single ball, I'm tipping that he's going to have a bigger chance of breaking down than mm-hmm. the guy who th- tries to 160 every once in a while. Yeah, you know, and pretty much bowls at the 142, 143, mm-hmm. then wants to really step it up. Maybe once an over, twice an over. I don't know. I'm not a cricketer. But, you know, I, I would have yep. thought that's... Jason, with his driver, is pretty much trying to hit the ball flat out with every single driver well, he hits. There's now, that famous quote he said, I think, before the um, yeah. PGA last year, where he said, when I get nervous, I just try and hit it harder. That's <laughs> going to be the first time that's ever worked in <laughs> professional golf. And, you know, that's 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 been how he's fallen down a couple of times. I mean, he's hit bad drives at 17 at Augusta and, and a few things like that. Yeah. So he doesn't have the... He doesn't have the 80%, 85% driver swing. He just doesn't have it. Shortening the swing might help him. Mm-hmm. It actually might help him do that. Um, the, the other thing he spoke about, um, him not hitting the ball as far, yeah. that, that might be the case with the driver. I reckon he'll hit the ball every bit as far with the irons because he did hit the ball very, very high. He did. Um, and that famous two iron he hit oh, yeah. on uh, 18. Oh, mate. That was uh, ridiculous. How he get that height with that two iron. Ridiculous at the PGA, yep. 72nd hole. Ridiculous, That's yep. that, that golf shot. So when you have a shorter swing, um, uh, on a general case-by-case case study, uh, you shorten the swing, you actually lower the trajectory of, your, you know, of, of the ball. So when you lower the trajectory of his irons, I think the ball will pretty much go the same distance. Mm-hmm. He, might, you, he might lose 10, 10 yards. It's a fair way, yeah. 10 yards with the driver. But if he hits the ball straighter and is not hurt as much, then it's probably a win. Every player seems to do it at some stage. Yep. Just tone things down a little bit. He's shortening his swing, Marco, mm. but he may be lengthening his time of yeah, play. that's right. Because um, he spoke about it during the week as well. <laughs> the fact that perhaps last year he didn't take enough time before his oh, shots. Mate. Yeah. No, he's, this he's, has created controversy well, online, and a lot of golf riders have... Had yeah, a go at Jason Day about this. Well, they're on he, him. he came out before this tournament in Hawaii and said he needs to take more time. Yeah. When this this whole movement about trying to speed up professional golf because it just they just take so yeah. And well, he said he needs to take more time. He goes, I don't more care deliberate. if people hate me. He goes, I don't care if I cop flack for it, but I'm going to take more time. Well, I hope they penalise him in a tournament that he can't win because you can't you can't do it. You can't. Um, at the start, of the, you know, last year he won the Players Championship. Why the wire? Yep. He won a World Golf Championship event, which was the match play. Mm-hmm. He also won Arnold Palmer's event. Um, so he had, a, he had a cracking year without winning a major. Uh, the second half of the year, he didn't play so well. And he he's said in his in his press conference, he wasn't as deliberate. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I think deliberate's the wrong word. You've got to be decisive. Yeah. You know, when you look at the greats, they, you know, Jack Nicholas was deliberate. Um, and he, he's in an age where he could, Someone like Tiger Woods, you know, he, it was fun to watch Tiger because he didn't stuff around. 
I, I hope, I don't know, I don't know what to say, but I hope he doesn't stuff this up. Yeah. <laughs> because you, when you don't, being, want the, you don't want the public to turn on him. That's no. the thing, because we love him. We, we want him to go well, but if he, if he takes so long to oh, play mate. a game of golf. Being overly deliberate, being deliberate is a hair away from yeah. being stodgy. Yep. And, you know, you start becoming stodgy and that's when you overthink things. Your fellow players start turning on oh, you because they're just getting yuck. impatient. Yeah, yeah. No good. No yuck. good. Yuck, yuck, yuck. You can't do it. So I'd, I'd rather see him being um, decisive rather yep. than deliberate. All right. We're going to get to a break, Marco. Got a master class. Yeah. First one of 2017 we'll up next. It, it is all for Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. It's golf in Melbourne's north. And an Australian golfing champion. Yeah. Who went back to a local course yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. won a golf ball? Yeah, We're going to finish with that. Tell this story. <laughs> it's up next on the clubhouse. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, it's the first one of 2017, a free golf lesson mm. from Mark Allen. Marco. Rightio. Now, to, to get you rolling, the, the biggest problem in golf for 2017, to, to get you rolling in 2017, the biggest problem in golf that I see from pretty much every player is that their stomach gets in the way of their arms on the way through. Mm-hmm. Once this happens, once if you're right-handed player... You're talking if you've got a big gut. Well, yeah, <laughs> people stand up straight through the ball. When they're trying to hit the ball, they stand up really straight and all of a sudden their stomach right. and their belt gets in the way mm-hmm. of where, the, where their arms are supposed to... You know, the channel yep. that your arms come down through, particularly that right arm if you're a right player, right-handed player, the, the, the channel gets blocked and then you've got to do... It, it, it stuffs everything up. So... the. The great Mac O'Grady, who was, you know, a lot of people didn't like Mac, but he had a wonderful swing and really understood what he was doing. One of his big things was to keep his angles. So you can imagine someone set up their spine angle. I'm not going to say a 45-degree angle when they're over the ball, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't want that spine angle to change. And what you want to do is you want to feel like your spine angle remains the same in the follow-through. So you're not standing up straight. If, you're, if you find yourself today on the golf course – Finishing your follow-through and you feel like you're straight up and down, then you haven't kept your angle. So the best players keep their angles, and one of the reasons that they do that is that the channel that their arms are coming down and through remains clean. You won't get that big, fat Christmas guts in the way and stuff things up. (laughs) So keep your angles this year. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, if you finish your follow-through and you don't feel like you're over a little bit, you know, over your head should be over where the ball was. If you're standing straight up and down, you haven't kept your angles very well. You haven't kept your angle very well in the follow through. Yep. So, look, if that doesn't make sense to you, ask a PGA professional. There's one at every golf course you'll yes. ever see, even some of the you know some of the stores around. Ask these guys because they know what they're talking about. Get yourself off to a good start. And here's another little tip: go get yourself a 2017 lesson. Yep. And get that video camera. Start out. it well. Get people videoing. You, you, you'll be amazed what you pick up yourself if if you get people to video mm. your swing and do it when you're on the golf course, not in the practice range. Do it when you're out in the golf course and the shot counts. I love the first tip of the year, Marco. This time of year, people carrying a little bit extra. Yep. Help them avoid the guts. I like it. Yep. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Keep your angles on the follow through and get that big fat Christmas gut out of the way. Hey, before we get out of here, Marco, love this uh, tweet from the Port Ferry Golf Club. I still Came haven't been down there. On, uh, it's one of the best Wednesday. golf courses we have in the country. Yep. I still haven't been down there to play. Thanks for visiting today, Mark Leishman. Hope you enjoyed the course. Your 36 points, brackets off plus seven, <laughs> close brackets, won you a ball in the comp. You got a ball. <laughs> I hope it's a Titleist for him. He had 18 points on the front and 18 points on the back, mm. including a wipe on 13, which is the easiest hole on the course. Oh. I would love to have known what happened on that hole. Well, maybe you should maybe do him a favour and give him a tailor-made ball. Yeah. 
He's been using the title as a turtle. Do yourself a favour, Leash. Isn't that? I love those stories. How good's that? I know Todd Sinnott in a monthly medal shot sixty two. Net 68. He's off plus six. Net 68. Come on, guys. <laughs> Give us a chance. Uh, and I played with Marcus Fraser at Kingston Heath last year. Um, he was playing off plus seven as well mm-hmm. and had 36 points. It's ridiculous. Incredible. We're going to get out of here, Marco. Good fun to watch. See you, buddy. Good to be back. It is. We'll see you next week after the first round of tournaments. Catch you next week, buddy. See you then.